Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right, I always like to kick the show off with something interesting. And this past week in Hellerton, Pennsylvania, a grocery store robot made a mad dash for the front door and escaped right into the parking lot. Now, the robot's name was Marty. And in the sleepy suburb outside Allentown comes this viral video of this robot being chastised by a store worker. Like, get back in there, get back in there. And people on the Internet are so funny. If you look at some of the comments, people were speculating that Marty was, well, quiet quitting. He just decided he had enough. Others said that Marty wanted to unionize. And then there was this theory. Marty went on a crime spree in the neighborhood right before it ran out of battery. And now the cops are refusing to charge the perpetrator. Ooh, get that. Charge the perpetrator. The, oh, okay. Ooh, tough crowd. All right. Welcome to the Kim Commando Show. You can find us on over 425 top stations across the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast over at getkim.com. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And I'd also like to thank our listeners on our American Forces Network radio, our servicemen and women, and the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force who are listening to the Kim Commando Show and protecting our great nation while I speak. And our T-Mobile unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. All right, every single day, I just go to so many different websites. I read what I can, and I watch all these videos to make sure that I'm up to date on all things digital so I can make sure that you're up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about numbers. And if you have your old Sony Walkman laying around, well, you just might be privy to a new hip trend. That's right. The last year's sales of albums on cassette tape went up by 28%. What did she just say? Cassette sales are up? Wow, that's right. 440 million sold. Hmm, okay. Uh, only 74,000 were sold in 2015. So why are so many people into cassette tapes? Well, it's a Marvel film. The soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was the top-selling cassette of 2022. The cassette itself, they say, is a big driver for the character Star-Lord in the movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, apparently, Star-Lord only loves two things, his friends and his super awesome mixtape. And it makes sense that it would be the top seller. It's a novelty. And I don't know if you remember, but cassettes had side A and B. So it was logical for its successor to be named CD. <laughs> yes, number two, $39,000 a month. For 30 minutes a day, sign me up. If you have an old boat just sitting around on a dock, you might want to see if you can rent it through one of these apps. guy by the name of J.P. Mancini in Florida, that's what he does. He has two boats on rental apps like Boat Setter. Guess how much he makes from these two boats a month. You ready? About $39,000 a month. And he says, just take some 30 minutes of work a day. I mean, whoa, right? Now, one of his boats is worth about $400,000. And JP told the CNBC that he makes just under $200,000 after expenses from his boats. It's a good way to pay for your boats, right? Uh, but anyway, you can rent just about anything by an hour a day. And think about this if you have something that you might want to rent or if you need something. You can rent out your tools, your RV, your house, your pool, your car. 
uh, your bike, your Zen garden, whatever it is, uh, we have a whole list of things that you can rent out over at commando.com. Just search for the title of this article is How to Make Money from Your Car, Home, RV, and Other Stuff You Own. So just search for How to Make Money with Your Car, and I'm sure it'll pop up right at the top of the list. All right, number three in our oh, is crazy, 82 million voice-to-text problems. What's going on with that? You know, it's always fun to dictate a text message, but Siri and Google, they don't always quite understand what you say. Like, for example, chalk hmm, doesn't always know what that is. They think it's something else. So the Wall Street Journal had this really great story about how people are getting incredibly frustrated by our smart assistants and their inability to understand what we're saying. So in the United States, they reported 82 million people use Google's assistant and 77 million people use Siri for voice commands and to, for writing text messages and good like that. Now, of course, the numbers are on the rise. And there are problems when you are talking to texting, uh, like homophones, like bear and bear, B-A-R-E versus B-E-A-R. Uh, words with multiple meanings, like bank. Uh, words that are pronounced differently than they're spelled, like gif or jif, depending upon how you pronounce it. Uh, words with multiple pronunciations like herb or herb, you say herb or herb, or hammock or hammock. I have a friend of mine that says hammock. I remember Jess. I'm like, it's like hammock. It's not hammock. And then she actually shows me the pronunciation online. I'm like, no, it's, we say hammock. All right. So words to avoid, as I mentioned, cock. Uh, also the shorthand P and S, because it sounds like a male organ. There's also alloy, which sounds like a hole. So Anyways, uh, in case you're looking for something to read about all this, just pick up the Wall Street Journal, go over to the site, you can read it. It's a great story. All right, number four on our list, 4,000 characters. Hmm, what's going on with that? Well, if you look at a tweet, 250 characters may not be enough. I mean, if you want to know what strangers think about 50-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio's love life with teenagers, there just aren't enough words, right? So Elon Musk says, hey, maybe we need to have more words available on Twitter. So if you have a Twitter Blue subscription, you can now make super long tweets, 4,000 characters. You know, it's kind of the opposite of what Twitter's supposed to be, right? At the start, back in March of 2006, when Twitter was unveiled to the entire universe. You could only have 140 characters, and then went to 280, and now we're at 4,000. Uh, it's really sometimes hard to kind of cram all that stuff in, Elon Musk says. So now we're going to have like really long tweets, which is kind of like the opposite purpose of Twitter. I'm just, maybe that's just me. But anyway, here's one that you can tell the kids about Twitter, okay? Does anyone know if Snap, Crackle, and Pop have a Twitter account? Just ask the kids. Does anybody know if Snap, Crackle, and Pop have a Twitter account? And then you could say, hey, you know why? Because I could really go for a Rice Krispies tweet. <laughs> okay, maybe not. All right. Uh, last, this coming in at number five, $2 for the best seats in the house. So if you want the front row middle seat at a movie theater, if you go to AMC, it's going to cost you more money because AMC is tacking on fees for the best seats in the house. Going airline. I mean, maybe they're going to start serving... Uh, peanuts there at the seats and start charging you or maybe even blankets. Well, there's actually three levels of seating now if you go into the theater. You can buy the really crappy seat, like the one where you stare up directly at the screen and then you get that horrible neck pain. You're going to get a discount for that. Uh, regular seat, regular prices, the best seats in the house, 
going to cost you two bucks more. Of course, this is all they're trying to figure out how to get more money and get more people to go to the theaters. And so now they're saying, well, maybe if we charge more for the best seat in the house, then they know they're always going to get that seat and they can reserve it online. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm willing to pay $2 more for the best seat. I guess, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's so expensive even just to go. And it's really expensive to rent a movie now on Apple. I don't know if you've noticed that. I rented a movie. Pardon me. I bought a movie on Apple the other day. It was horrible. Don't rent it. Don't buy it. Babylon. Oh, one of the worst movies in the universe. I'm actually going to complain to Apple about this. $25 to buy it. But I thought, hey, you know, I watch it. Ian can watch it. Barry can watch it. And I called Ian and I said, it's on the Apple TV. Do not watch Babylon. He's like, thanks, Mom. All right, coming up, we have a great tip on how to protect your privacy, a guide to avoiding drone surveillance. We have your phone calls, and you have me, Kim Commando. All right, let's start and go right to the phones with Steve in Wichita, Kansas. Hi, Kim. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, sir. What can I lend a hand to? How can I help you? Well, Kim, I am a grandfather of seven grandkids, and I have oh. tons and tons of photos. And I'm uh, running Windows 11, and I can't seem to find how to find the duplicates in Windows 11. Now, years ago, I used to use Picasa that you recommended mm -hmm. and of course, oh, wasn't that yeah it was just a that was a fabulous program wasn't that yes. oh, what a great yes. photo editor and then google bought it and then it just went into the intergalactic bit bucket there it goes <laughs> but yeah no it's fabulous exactly so i don't i'm i guess i'm asking you how can i find duplicates in window 11 and what do you recommend for a good app for photos Oh, boy. Well, here's the deal. Let's start with duplicates. We all have duplicates, unfortunately, because you and I both remember the days when we had a camera and we had film. And, and for the young people that are listening, film was something that you had to buy in order to take pictures. And then I can still remember my parents telling me, Steve, you know, don't waste the film. Only take one picture, right? <laughs> so Yes. Like, and then you had to go get it developed, you know, whatever. You had 24, you only had 24 or 36 pictures. And it was like, wow, that's that's a lot. I can take 36 pictures. Well, not anymore. We take five pictures of every single thing instead of one for some reason. So we all have duplicates. Um, on Windows 11, what you're going to want is to use a third-party software program. There's one called Duplicate Cleaner, and we'll send you links to these, by the way, um, as well as you can try CC Cleaner, too. It does it does other things as far as CC Cleaner will find other duplicate files, but I like Duplicate Cleaner, especially when it comes time for photos. Uh, now, as far as to avoid taking the duplicates and getting all the duplicates, you know, one of the things, and I'm guilty of this too, Steve, you and I are in the same boat, is that suddenly you look at your photos and you're like, how did I get 25,000 photos? Yes. So what I found is a, a good rule of thumb, and I've been really good at it so far this year, which means anything previous to 2023, I really am bad at. But starting 2023, what I actually look at the photos that I take and go, oh, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. You know, somebody texts me a picture, it ends up in my photos app. And I'm like, I don't need a picture of that person who, you know, is hitting a golf ball you know, in my photo album, right, type of thing. So I go through all that. Um, there are photo management software programs. If you are on Apple, you've got photos, but you're not. So I would probably, I'd recommend uh, Adobe 
uh, Photo Express or Adobe Lightroom. And that's really good as far as photo management, with, especially with these seven kids, seven grandkids. You can also use Google Photos, which okay. is nice because it'll automatically identify faces and then and locations and then sort them into some type of pattern for you. So if you don't want to use a separate program, you can use Google Photos. Um, it also has a compare feature that allows you to look at two pictures side by side to find the duplicates. And one of the things that I also vowed to do this year was to turn off burst mode because burst mode is all of a sudden you've got like eight pictures in a second. You're like, don't need all of that. Um, so try the duplicate cleaner and I think that's probably going to work best for you or CC cleaner. Um, and then by the way, if you are on a Mac for everybody who's listening, like, Hey, I got the same problem on a Mac. Just want to let you know that the new iOS, uh, Apple's uh, 16 is that, and also the new photos app, they have this great little album, right? Right there on the screen. It says duplicates. And you're like, Whoa, you found all my duplicates photos and videos for me. Thank you, Apple. And I went in there the other day and, uh, shame on me is that I had over 3,500 duplicates and I wiped them all out with just a single click. I loved that. Uh, once again, thanks for your call today, Steve. Hey, by the way, if you need links to those programs, we have them over at commando.com. All right, next up, Vince in Kansas City, Missouri. Hi there, Vince. Hey, Kim. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. What's going on? Well, we've got a uh, Microsoft 365 family account that... Uh, subscribed is charged as 99 a year and i had heard that uh there's some free options to that out there mm -hmm. and so i had a couple of questions pertaining to that is first one being uh which one of those free op options would you recommend if any and then secondly if i did cancel the subscription to 365 would i lose all the word documents and excel spreadsheets and things we've saved. Yeah, we don't want to do any of that, right? Okay. Um, right, right. You know, there are some great options, so you don't have to pay that 100 bucks a year. Uh, and of course, you know, everybody moves to software as a service, and it was just a matter of time before Microsoft would do that as well. Uh, I'll tell you what we use, and might be interesting to you, is that we actually use Google Workspace. It used to be called uh, Google G Suite. But with, with a Google Workspace, you get uh, online storage with Google Drive, you get 15 gigs without for free just by you know just by go ahead and and getting a Google account, and then you can also use Google Docs, Google Sheets, uh, slides. That's your PowerPoint, and it all works in conjunction with your Gmail and a Google Calendar. And I have found it to be far superior than Microsoft Office products. Now, okay. after, after, you know, and then if you're going to start using more storage, you're going to have to buy more space. But, you know, that's a lot of space that you have right there. Um, now, if you don't need all of that stuff, talking about like a whole office suite, uh, and you want mm -hmm. it, and it's not necessary for you to keep everything online and have it all accessible with everybody, then there's a, a free office space, a free office, office space. That was, the, <laughs> that's funny. That's the show, office space. Uh, there's a free, <laughs> there's a free office suite uh, called LibreOffice that also works pretty well. Now, as far as you losing what you have right there, um, if you cancel your Microsoft subscription, you would still have access to the files that you have saved on your computer. That's the key right there, Vince. Mm -hmm. But obviously, if you're not paying, you're going to lose access to OneDrive, which is online, unless, of course, you have a backup of those files. So before you dump Microsoft for Google or LibreOffice, just make sure you have 
a backup of everything that you have that you have out there. Make sense? Yeah, sure does. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. You betcha. See that? Another satisfied listener and caller at the Ken Commando Show. Oh, you know, aside from LibreOffice and Google Workspace, there's also WPS Office. It's a free office suite. You get word processing, your spreadsheets, your presentation software. And like the others, it's compatible with Microsoft Office file formats. But I'll tell you, I really like using Google Workspace. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, we have Ali Seldman. She's our amazing content queen. She's going to be joining us. And we have more tips and more phone calls on the Kim Commando Today podcast. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about how you can avoid the Drone Surveillance Society. I was in my pool recently, and I had a drone right above my head. I'm like, please get away. Uh, also, later on, really important tip about finding and removing key loggers on all your devices. And joining us right now is Allie Seligman. She's our amazing content queen. Hello there, Allie. Hi, Kim. So we've had this uber-successful initiative going over at commando.com, and it's been called Opt Out Tuesday. And just to bring everybody up to date, I actually came up with this idea, and then, of course, Allie and the gang just ran with it, because Ian was driving around Los Angeles, and he's like, you know, Mom, when you worked for Unisys, which was like for a nanosecond in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, where did you live off of Wilshire? And I was like, oh, gosh, Ian, I don't know. I mean... It's like, number one, it's like 25 years ago. And number two, like I said, I think I worked there for like three months. <laughs> and because, well, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit, so to speak. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, and I mean, well, here, I'll just tell you, like one of the things that happened is that um, in my performance review, uh, Unisys, uh, my manager said in front of the HR person, you know, um, that uh, Kim says my name in an offensive manner. Because oh. the guy wasn't very bright. Okay. And, you know, so what would happen is, like, we'd be talking about a deal, and I'd say, so how do you think we should close the deal, dick? <laughs> yeah. Every Richard just <laughs> slapped I his know, forehead. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, so, you know, as you can tell, my I, my corporate career was ending and crashing and burning. So anyway, so Ian asked me, where did you, where'd you live? Off of Wilshire. And I said, well, you know, I really don't remember. And then he said, oh, no, you lived on Lyndhurst. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you're so right. How do you know that? He goes, um, Mom, it's right here on the Internet. Mm. Every address that you, everywhere you lived, even your cell phone number. Crazy, is right? Is available free. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm like. Allie, we need to tell people how to get out of these people search databases. And I thought, for example, Allie, I thought it would be, we'd be having like no more than 10. <laughs> I mean, so how many are we up to now? We are at 31. And we have covered most of the big ones out there. There still are some to do, which we will get to. But you're right, Kim. It's not just your name, maybe your address, which is bad, right? You don't want that post online. But some of these sites have everywhere you've ever lived. Like you said, your cell phone, if you still have a landline, they have your relatives, other people that you're connected to. It, they're really creepy and there's a ton of information there. So what can you do about it? You can opt out. They legally, to run sites like this, you have to be able to get yourself and your information off the site. But the trick is they make it really complicated. Of course they do. And they have to make it complicated because if you are not in their database, right? Then, then they have less records for them to make money off of. So 
So it's in their best interest to make it so incredibly hard. But you, Allie, and your entire team, you go through that tedious process and then document it. And boy, is it tedious. Yes. Um, we have a superstar on our team who I have to give a shout out to, Al, who has done a lot of these himself. And he goes through the process, opts himself out. He finds all the little gotchas along the way. On some of these sites, it's really hard to tell where to click, or it seems like you should click one thing and you do, and then it says, oh, now you have to pay us. No, that is a big red flag. Never, <laughs> ever pay to opt out of one of these sites. You don't have to. That's illegal. Um, but he goes through the whole process. So we have these all on the site, right? And they've been a huge hit, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of page views for all these stories. But then we started getting more and more emails saying, uh, Kim Commando, these steps are not working for me. <laughs> what is going on here? Also, oh, gosh. not just yeah. that guy. Tons of them. It was also nice people saying, Kim Commando, these steps aren't working for me. What do I do? Well, yeah. it's because, okay, it's really interesting how these work. A lot of these sites, they kind of are networks where they all have the same uh, databases and they all kind of work together. And so, you know, maybe you're going to Intellius or PeopleFinder or... Zaba search. Well, they all have the same background. And so the way you take yourself off of one is the same for several of these. Well, it turns out, you know, we're not going to go down the conspiracy theory route, but we will say we sent a lot of people to these sites to remove themselves. And surprise, surprise, the process changed for a lot of them. Oh, shocker. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Like you said, they make money selling this stuff. And they make a lot of money selling it. So it's in their best interest to keep your information there. So, yeah, they're going to make it difficult. They're going to change those steps. But good news, we went through every single one of these Opt-Out Tuesday posts, all these people search sites, and we redid everything. This took like 48, 50 hours of cumulative time from our team to redo all of these to help you get your information off of there. Now, this is what I will ask. Go do it now. Go do it now before yes. it changes again. <laughs> Good point, Allie. Yes, right? Be yes. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet it will again in some way. So go over to the site. We actually made it really easy to see which one should have changed. If you've already gone through this process and said, oh, my gosh, or maybe there are ones where you couldn't get the process right, it might have been because you were trying one that they had changed it. Uh, this weekend, we have a tip up on the site that you wrote, Kim that includes links to all the ones that have changed. And we walk you through step-by-step. Step. There are pictures, screenshots to show you where to click. Um, don't click the ads. As we know, again, they try to get you to pay for stuff and you don't have to. So there might be a button that says, click here to delete. Well, it might be an ad that leads you to another website that wants you to pay for something or make an account. So never pay, never make an account. We will show you how to do it all. You know what, Ellie, was these 31 sites... I mean, I don't mean to add more work to your place because gosh knows your your head's spinning. I know it's spinning this week because mine's been spinning this week. Uh, is that maybe we need to have like a list that somebody could actually print out, and then it has all the all the different sites that are listed, and then they can just check boxes. Oh, love that! that. Yeah. Here, here. Yep, that's a great yeah, idea. So that this way, this way you can keep track of everything because you know with thirty-one different sites, like whoa, okay. How do I how do I even remember what I did? And and it is. I mean, everything is all in this massive database. You know, I saw a great movie about databases. I don't know if I told you this. It's a really, really good movie about databases and how they work. 
Um, I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> I'm sorry, SQL. That is like really, that is like a total geek joke. Yeah, that's I'm a nerd so joke. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, every once in a while it just comes out. Yeah. Well, you know what, Allie? You're doing a great job. Team's doing a great job. Al's doing a great job. And this is such a good public service. And really, that's what it is. And so if anybody's listening, uh, and if you haven't done Opt Out Tuesday, make sure that you head over to commando.com. Is there a special URL we can send them to, Allie? You know, that is a good question. On this weekend, it will be right there on the homepage, but I am going to see if we can do some magic and maybe commander.com slash opt out, and we can send you to the I main think, landing page for them. You know what? I know that super smart Jeremy and John, they can do that for us. So uh, commando.com slash opt out, and just then Jeremy and John are going, oh, gosh, <gasps> another one. Yes, gosh. <laughs> hey, great job as always, Allie. You're fantastic, and uh, keep up the great work. All right. A couple of weeks ago, I was in the backyard pool, and all of a sudden, I see a drone, and I didn't have my phone handy. I remember taking a picture of it, and I'll tell you why in a second. So I just shoot it off. I was like, get out of here. Get out of here. And then the drone, like, headed off into the north, and I was trying to figure out, like, where it could have headed. But here's the deal. that so if you can take a picture of a drone nine times out of ten, not so much, really, is that maybe it has a serial number on it. And so this way, uh, some drone owners do this so that this way if they lose the drone, they, somebody can go to the FAA database and type in the serial number, and then you can find out who actually owns it. Well, bottom line is a lot of people really just don't do that. So there are things that you should never do to a drone. You can't shoot at it. You can't interfere physically with it, and you can't try to tamper or disable it. So what can you do? Well, number one, you can shoot off and see if it goes away like I did. You could carry an umbrella. Mm, nobody really wants to do that. You can use your surroundings as cover in the pool in a bikini. It was really hard for me to do that. Uh, or you can wear an invisibility cloak. Ooh, what's that? Well, researchers at the University of Maryland found that patterned sweaters will actually thwart these AI systems and also these drone cameras. And it's expensive. The garments are about 250 bucks for a hoodie. If you want more information about all of this and links to the FAA database, just head over to commando.com and search for drone surveillance. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls as well as a great tip on how to find and remove key loggers on your devices here on the Kim Commando Today podcast. Hey, be tech smart and join 400,000 people who get our tips. Head over to commando.com slash get free tips. Once again, that's commando.com slash get free tips. All right, Jill, you're up next here on the Kim Commando Show. Hi, how are you, Kim? I'm terrific. What's going on? Well, um, it's a cold day here in Montana, I can tell you that. <laughs> okay, well, it is winter. Yes, it is winter. It is winter. Hey, so here's my question. Um, I have a son that recently bought a camper, and him and his grandfather are remodeling. He is, okay. well, his father, for the first time, a couple months ago, came back into his life, and he wants to oh, move wow. this camper over to his half-brother's house, who he recently just met. His half-brother owns a diesel mechanic shop over in Libby, Montana, and he would like to park oh, nice. his camper at his brother's house. So what I am trying to do is get him Wi-Fi in there so he can watch TV and, you know, listen to his radio on his own 
without connecting to somebody else's Wi-Fi. Um, okay. He may be pulling this camper to um, a campsite for a fire crew. So I would, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I would like to get him set up and I don't know anything about what to do or where to start. Well, Jill, you have come to the right place. I know. I'm going to set you all up. Okay. Okay. All right. So you, you got a couple of options. Uh, number one is if there is decent cell phone coverage in wherever the shop is and wherever he will be. Right. Is that you, you can enable what's called a hotspot on your iPhone or Android, and then you can use that as a Wi-Fi source for the camper. Um, it costs anywhere between 30 and, say, $60 a month, and you want to look for a plan that offers unlimited data. And or you can actually select the amount of data, five gigs, 10 gigs, 20 gigs. You said a couple of things that makes me think like you'd be better off with an unlimited data plan, maybe some from some a company like T-Mobile. They offer one. They're a sponsor of our show, by the way. And it's about $50 a month with auto pay. Now, if you think he's going to be taking this camper off the grid, right? You said some fire. Right. Is that right. what you were saying, talking yes. about? Yes. Okay. All right. So if if they're going to be in a remote area of Montana or wherever they are, right. and you're pretty confident that there's not going to even be a cell phone, uh, maybe even one bar, two bars. And in case you're wondering, is that oh, if you depending on who his provider is, and most providers have this, is on the provider's website they have what's called a coverage map, and so you can type in a zip code or two or look at different areas. And the providers will actually tell you if they actually are providing coverage in those particular areas. Okay. Okay. So if there if there is no Wi-Fi, pardon me, if there is no cellular connection available whatsoever, your next option is to get satellite. Now, satellite. Anytime I'd say that, people are like, "Oh my gosh, that's so expensive." Well, it's still expensive. It is but not as expensive as it used to be. Okay. Uh, I actually have it at one of my homes. It's called Starlink. And you can learn more about Star at Starlink.com. Okay. And this is an Elon Musk SpaceX company. Now, it is expensive for the gear. It's $600 for the gear. Okay. Takes you about 10 minutes to set it up. And then every month, it's about, about $110 a month for you to get this internet access. But I'll tell you, it is fast and it works. Okay. And as long as you have a view of the sky, you can be online, not just to watch movies, but to text and to share videos and FaceTime and Zoom calls and Skype or whatever you want to do. And so those are your two basic options if you don't want to use the the Internet that's available to your son at that shop. So, again, we're going to talk about uh, a mobile hotspot. Right which is offered by the cellular company or satellite internet that comes from Elon Musk company called Starlink. So does that help you out? That does, Kim. That really does help us out. Um, we use uh, Straight Talk, mm-hmm. um, and I do believe that I've seen that hotspot uh, card in there. Oh, perfect. All right. But I think I really like the idea of that Starlink. Well, I'll tell you, Starlink, I, I wish I could give you a, a two other options, but that's the only one out there right now. And I have, uh, I, as I mentioned, I have it at, at one of my houses and it's uh, it works really, really well. Okay. So when you install Starlink, it's super important to install the dish and modem in a location that has a clear line of sight right to the sky. So 
you want to avoid obstructions like trees and buildings and any structures that could actually block the signal. All right, it's a common question that I get. I have a keylogger on my device. How do I find it? Key logging programs record all the keys you press when you're just typing away or whether you're on your computer or your phone, and they're used by IT departments to track and monitor employee activity. Parents use them to keep tabs on what the kids are doing on their computers and phones and tablets. And for cyber thieves and snoops, well, they're a tool to spy on you and steal your data. And they're super difficult to spot, but not impossible. So you want to check your computer or your device for unfamiliar programs. If you don't recognize the name of something, just do a quick Google search. Next, check your phone. If its battery life has taken a downturn, that's a telltale sign that it's infected. And look for surprises, unexplained charges on your bill, apps that you didn't install. To get rid of a keylogger, you can use a solid anti-malware program. Reset your device. We have all the steps and some programs that we recommend over at commando.com. And be sure to tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and the Kim Commando Today podcast because everyone just needs more tech smarts. And you can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.